Opening and closing theme is by Midnight Syndicate. For more dark instrumental music like it, visit www.midnightsyndicate.com or find them on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, or Alexa. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Freshly Brewed Noir. I'm Jennifer. And I'm Summer. And this is episode four. We have a spooky one for you today. And full disclosure, we are in a blanket fort because how else are you supposed to tell ghost stories? No other way. You have to be in a closet with a blanket fort. Yes. And a flashlight. In case we, the lights go out. Let's hope that we don't have any of those happenings. We don't want to have any hauntings in this closet, but we're prepared. Yes. So are you a believer in this paranormal stuff? Summer? I do believe in some of it. Yes. What about you? I'm hardcore. Yes. Yes. I believe in the ghosts, like the a, demons. Like the yetis. You're like yes. that level. <laughs> Maybe even more. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think there are some things out there that, you know, we just can't explain and... And so, yes. Yeah, but we'll see if we believe that this family was actually haunted. Yes, I've never heard of this one, actually. And it's a pretty recent one, right? Yeah, from 2011 to 2012. Okay, what is the story? It's a modern day haunting. We're going to start the story in November of 2011. Woman by the name of Latoya Amons moved into a one-story home in Gary, Indiana, on Carolina Street with her three children. The children were ages 7, 9, and 12 at that time and her mother also lived with them. It was a charming little home built in 1926, but just six months later, Latoya would end up fleeing the home with her family due to the presence of what she and many others believe were demons. Okay, first of all, that (laughs) is an old house. It is an old house. So you know it's got to be haunted. All houses are haunted from the 20s, right? I think so. I mean, it's 2011 when this happens like almost 100 years old, there's got to be some kind of haunting. Something's going on. Right. Well, and they believe a lot of things were going on. So the first sign that something was off with the home was a month right after they moved in. So in December of 2011, a swarm of giant black flies invaded the home screened in porch. Now that may not seem strange or anything since insects are common, but not so much in the month of December. But that's not. first of all, that's gross because flies are gross <laughs> and a swarm of them. In yeah. Your screened in port. I would feel haunted yes. if I just had flies everywhere. Sounds bad already. And they wouldn't stop coming. Um, so this is the account of Latoya's mom, Rosa Campbell. And she stated, we killed them and killed them and killed them. But they just kept coming back. This is not normal. Did they get an exterminator? Since they were renting, they would have had to have asked the landlord to take that up. Did they do that? They had some other issues going on that <laughs> made the black flies seem like not a problem. I see. Okay, so there was something else that was taking priority. Yeah, the, afterwards they got a little distracted because on March 10th of 2012, around 2 o'clock in the morning, Amos's 12-year-old daughter began screaming. So the grandmother said that they ran into her room and discovered her levitating above the bed. So the grandmother said, I thought, what's going on? Why is this happening? The girl finally descended and regained consciousness, but she could not recall what had just happened. So she was levitating and had no idea about it? She did not. That's insane. That's a little spooky. Yeah. I've never seen any of my children levitate, so. I've never levitated in my life. No, I don't think I have either. (laughs) 
Can you do that? Is that something we can learn? I don't know. With the right amount of caffeine, maybe we can levitate. Maybe she had a lot of caffeine. That could be. But she was a 12-year-old girl, so probably not. Mm. It had to be supernatural then. So on a separate night, Latoya said that she woke up to a figure pacing across her living room. But when she jumped up to investigate further, the figure was gone. What she found on the ground in the living room were wet boot prints. Wet boot print. Maybe there was um, an invader or what are they called? You know, someone was in her house. Like somebody broke in and yeah. was walking around. That, I mean, that could be. And that's scary, Maybe too. they're super fast and like ninja. And they heard her and then they just ran out. Yes, with okay. their heavy boots. With their heavy <laughs> Their heavy wet boots. I guess when you're already spooked, it's easy for your mind to go to like supernatural stuff. So then on multiple occasions, the family heard footsteps ascending the basement staircase and the door (laughs) would creak open to the kitchen, but they never saw anyone there. They started locking that door to keep it from opening on its own. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And you know all the demons stay in the basement. I mean, lock that door. Keep them away from the kitchen. Yeah. Mm. Oh, my God. That's that's spooky. Yeah. Basements creep me out anyway. And when you hear stuff that's coming down there, no. Yeah, <laughs> something coming We're up just the gonna steps like and chain lock that. Um, yeah. But again, could it have been wind? Maybe just open a draft opening the door. Yeah. Or maybe but they heard the footsteps, so that's that wouldn't really go. Okay. Yeah. Wind, wind doesn't make footsteps. <laughs> that's right. Demons might. Oh, I'm sure they do. Feeling that they needed help from someone that would listen, Latoya and her mother decided to contact a church. One of the churches they contacted told them the house was possessed by spirits and they needed to clean it with ammonia and bleach before using oil to mark all their windows and doors with crosses. That's like an episode of Supernatural or something. <laughs> yes. Like I just, I feel like they need their salt and throw the salt mm-hmm. like to guard the house. And I feel like ammonia and bleach kills anything. It's yeah. got to kill spirits, right? Even ghosts. I mean, bad ones. Sure. Just bad ones? Just bad ones. Yeah. Okay. Well then, that's mm-hmm. acceptable. Okay. <laughs> LaToya was also directed to anoint the children's hands, feet, and foreheads with oil. Like vegetable oil? Probably a holy oil. Like virgin olive oil. (laughs) (laughs) That's my guess. (laughs) Okay. Then LaToya also walked through the home with a Bible and recited Psalm 91, which says, You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence, there's the flies, that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. So she walked through the house, holding the Bible, reciting this psalm. Okay, so it was like supposed to purify the home. I guess just letting the demons know, listen, I ain't scared. I'm, I'm good. Okay, so maybe like blessing it or, you know, saging it. Is that maybe like it's it? reassuring yourself? Note to self, don't be scared. Okay, so next time I'm scared, I'll put some oil on. Definitely. Extra virgin olive oil. Psalms. Psalm. Just that psalm. (laughs) Just that one? Just that specific psalm. Okay. Okay, so additionally, they got the advice of a clairvoyant, and the clairvoyant told them they needed to burn some sage and make an altar holding the statues of Mary, Joseph, and Jesus in the basement. So basically a manger scene in the basement. Okay. Mm -hmm. So like a shrine? Yes. Yes, with the Virgin Mary, Joseph, and Jesus. Okay. And so did this work? Well, they enjoyed just one day of relief from the terror. So it apparently only worked for one day. And then the situation got worse. And the Mm. children started receiving much more of the focus from the alleged demons. So Latoya's seven-year-old son would sit in a closet and listen to an invisible entity discussing what it was like to die. Another time, he was ejected from a bathroom. So was he on the toilet? (laughs) 
I mean, that could just be a bad case of dinner. We don't know. Um, what did they eat? Was it Taco Bell? Maybe? It could have been, or Del Taco. I don't know. <laughs> Either Taco. one. If something with a taco involved, it went right through. We don't know. Uh, yeah. So that, we need to know this to clarify for Maybe science. the plumbing was bad. I don't know. But he, this poor kid was ejected from the bathroom. So that's it's not good. We don't know if it was self-inflicted. Yeah, we are not sure. Uh, still, it's unpleasant to be you know, ejected from the toilet. <laughs> I would imagine so. <laughs> kind of interfere with some things. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then Latoya's daughter received a wound from the headboard in her bedroom, and she would feel like something was restraining her and choking her while she was in the bed. That's pretty scary. That is scary, yeah. Because you know when there's a force around your neck, you yeah. know, and you can't breathe. I wonder right. if it was like sleep paralysis. That's what I was wondering too. Because you don't have control of your body. Um, and yeah. so... And you could feel like somebody is like holding you down or choking you. Yes, mm-hmm. like pressure. Yeah. So uh, maybe, you know... She could have been experiencing that. Yeah. Or it could have been the demons. Yes. Accounts of the haunting also state that the family witnessed an oily liquid dripping from the blinds in one of the bedrooms. We've talked about this. It was an old house. Lots of things can go wrong with old houses. Creaks, noises, um, water damage. Yeah, it could be water. Maybe she anointed really well in that room. <laughs> you think it could be some vegetable oil? It could some be leftover. some extra virgin olive oil left over. Some of that holy oil? Yes. I mean, it's possible, yeah. Obviously, with all this stuff going on, the clairvoyant advised them to move because the house was possessed with over what she said was 200 demonic entities. Due to financial issues, though, the family could not just abandon their rental property and pay for an additional place to live. However, they do state that there were some occasions where they would pay just to stay at a hotel for the evening to escape the situation and for the kids and Latoya and her mom to get some rest. But you know, if I heard I was living in a house with 200 demons... I would be in my car. You know what? We're going to pack up what we can, put it in the car, and we'll just, that's how we'll live because I do not want to be haunted. 200 demons. And it wasn't a really large house, so it was a demon house party. Did the clairvoyant speak to these demons? I don't know if she spoke to them or just sensed them. And I, I think we, we don't know her this. credentials. I, right? I want to know the credentials of this clairvoyant. We said maybe masters in clairvoyancy. Where can we <laughs> at the spiritual <laughs> college where, where of Indiana? <laughs> yeah, we don't know. Okay, okay. Well, still, that's scary to hear that. I mean, possibly two hundred demons are in your house, right? And you have to live there. You have nowhere else to go, right? I mean, I know we're making jokes about it, but I'm sure it was definitely a scary, stressful, scary situation for her and her kids and her mom. Yeah, yeah. and kids, kids don't really make stuff like that up. Yeah, it'd be hard to get three kids to act. Like they were experiencing this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Kids don't listen to anything. I mean, kids, and you can get three to listen to you. She's a really good mom if she can do that. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be impressive. I agree. Okay. So then on April 19th, 2012, Latoya and her mother finally told their family physician about what was happening at the home. So Dr. Jeffrey Aniku told the Indy Star about the bizarre stories he would write in his medical notes about the family's shared delusions and hallucinations. 20 years, and I've never heard anything like that in my life. He remained a skeptic and never did witness any of the paranormal incidents. The family, still experiencing a lot of strange things in the house, then hired Father Michael Maginot to perform an exorcism. He interviewed the family on April 22nd of 2012 and concluded they were being tormented by demons. He eventually performed three exorcisms, two in English and one in Latin, 
because you have to perform an exorcism in Latin or I just won't take. The demon I'm, only I'm just kidding. understand I have Latin? No, I have no clue. <laughs> it's like, don't do it in English because... No, I mean, well, he did two in English, but apparently two in English equals one in Latin. And the Latin oh. one finalizes it. It's like the stake through the heart in those demons. Oh, it's the final blow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. It's the KO. All right. <laughs> and Latoya said that she convulsed violently and that the pain was like that of giving birth. The Amons family exorcism was the first authorized by the Bishop of the Catholic Church's Diocese of Gary, Indiana, in the last 21 years, apparently. Well, I mean, you don't hear of exorcisms not happening in, often. Not in 2012, no. Exactly. It's, I didn't even know they still performed those. Apparently they can. They're ready to go. Wow. Them. Okay, well, at least we know two in English, one in Latin. And you're... Well, let's see if you're good. This has happened now. Uh, one of the medical professionals contacted the Indiana Department of Child Services. And so Valerie Washington, a DCS manager, was assigned to the Amons case and told police that Latoya Amons underwent a psychiatric evaluation and was deemed to be of sound mind. In addition, Washington noted that on one visit to the Amons' home, the seven-year-old boy began growling, baring his teeth, and choking his older brother while telling him, it's time to die and I will kill you. But that just sounds like siblings. You think so? Oh, absolutely. I don't know. I guess I was kind of mean to my sister, but I don't know if I growled at her. No, but you're not a mean person. But me and my middle brother, there were like fist fights involved. I mean, this is this is just sibling stuff. I don't think this is demons. Okay, so you would think that's normal behavior between siblings. <laughs> I mean, not that it's normal, <laughs> but I think a lot of people out there would relate to me and understand that, yes, there's some aggressive sibling rivalry when there's, you're younger. Yeah, there's sometimes where you're like, I just want to murder you. <laughs> Right. I don't know if that speaks to being possessed by demons. I think they're just siblings that are having a moment. In another report, Washington wrote that she and nurse Willie Lee Walker were in a room examining Latoya's nine-year-old son when he got a weird grin on his face. Washington told the police that the child started gliding backward on the floor and then the wall and then the ceiling like an evil influence was responsible. So he walked up the wall, flipped over and stood there. This is the account of Walker, the nurse. Both Washington and Walker said that they ran from the room. I mean, if you see someone like moonwalk and then do some parkour <laughs> on the back wall or doing it backwards, first of all. I would say he's just a talented kid. That is impressive. You but just, is that possible? Like, I don't know. Some reports say he was holding on to his grandmother's hand while he did this. So, I mean, he could have used her for leverage and then, you know, hoisted himself up and did a little run and a flip, right? Mm, so he had his like mischievous grin on. He's like, let me try out this Michael Jackson move I saw. Right. And He's then... like, I, like, I'm ready to go home. Like, this is ridiculous. Let me just go right up the wall and do a flip. It could be. It could be. Okay. Uh, and that would just freak anyone out because that is supernatural talent. I mean, if I saw you do that. You eh, better would take be, me to the doctor be... afterwards because <laughs> you know I'm going to break something if I do that. <laughs> I would run out of the room so quick. Right. <laughs> Yeah, there's a 100% chance you won't see me doing that. If you were seven. Probably when I was seven, yeah. I climbed a lot of trees, so. Okay. So Absolutely. When I was seven, yes. Tons of energy. So see, this is just an energetic kid who's talented doing some parkour. Maybe I just don't see enough kids. 
And that is a fact, because Jennifer <laughs> acts strangely around children, which we'll talk about another time. Uh, yeah, we'll go into that later. <laughs> Not to be discussed today. She, yeah, she kind of avoids them. <laughs> yes, well, especially when they act like that. Well, yeah, but I mean, a lot of them act like that. Even when say. they're just standing there, I'll run out of the room. She does. <laughs> okay. Officers also visited the home, and the recording devices were said to have malfunctioned. And on playback, they heard a faint Hey whispered on some audio they had been recording. Oh, that ghost was trying to holler. <laughs> hey. Was he like, hey? How you doing? Yeah, how was the hey? We need to know. Was it like a hey? Like, get out of here. Was like, hey. We need the context. Officer, you're yeah. kind of cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we need some more details on this hey. Yes, we do. Photos had been taken that had strange markings, including one where it appears that a figure is standing in one of the windows of the house. I've shown you this picture. What do you think? That picture is so freaky. It's creepy. We'll include this one on our Instagram. What's supposed to be from the police department, but we think it may have been altered. You never know. It is. It's a spooky picture. It is. Yeah. If you, if you don't know any better, you'd be like, who's that spooky lady? Just right. Like imagine an old Navy mannequin. No face. No. Just staring out the window. You know, and she kind of fades off a little bit. Yeah. So. It's creepy. Like, is she real? Yeah. We'll put that up and you guys can let us know what you think about that picture. Yeah. Make your own determination. Is it doctored up or is this one of the demons? Is this an old Navy mannequin? Old Navy mannequin demon. <laughs> Those are scary. <laughs> Real scary. But everything is like 40% off. Well, at least you got those perks. Demons, 40% off. <laughs> Come to the house. After the visit to the Amon's home, Charles Austin, Gary's former longtime police captain, said that his garage door wouldn't open and the seat in his infinity started moving even though he wasn't touching the controls. I don't know much about cars. Are Infinities older cars that had a lot of problems, like a recall on the seat? Yeah. I mean, that could have been anything, you know? Yeah. And garage doors not working. That's a very common problem. Exactly. So I don't know if I would chalk this up to demon involvement. What about you? Yeah. I mean, I think that's a stretch. You know, first of all, why would your demon care if you can open your garage or not? They want you they, in the house. Exactly. They want to keep you in there, not yeah. keep you out. Right. Because they can't haunt you in the car. Have you ever heard of a demon haunting in a car? No, I have not. No, not, not even ghosts in cars. And right? I watch a lot of horror movies. Yeah. It's like they can't go on a drive. No. And, and maybe it's because they, they're like attached to a property. A space. But not cars. Because cars are property. Yeah, but they're moving most of the so time. So not mobile homes. Well, mobile <laughs> homes are a lot of times stationary. Okay. But maybe... Mm. But it seems like they like four walls and a basement. You know, they like to spook Oh, yeah, they, they need a basement. That's yeah. like a requirement oh, for yeah. demons mm -hmm. and ghosts. Mm -hmm. Like, do you have a basement? Because we're not renting here. Yeah. <laughs> Us 200 demons need to find another spot with a basement. Okay? I know. That's probably why there's 200 in there, because they can't find many places with a basement. Oh, huh? that's true. It's hard to run out when you're a demon. It's like, God. There's only so many basements. Only so much available. Yes. <laughs> when you're a demon <laughs> looking for real estate. Yes. And they, they need to get on Craigslist or something. Maybe like find <laughs> Zillow. Find <them>. Yes. <laughs> Zillow for spirits. <laughs> okay, so LaToya's children ended up being temporarily removed from her custody during the DCS investigation. But she did get them back. And then in May of 2012, the family abandoned the home and moved to Indianapolis. So they took your advice. They were out of there. Finally. Oh, yes. Thank yeah. you. Thank goodness for smart people. Yeah, she <laughs> was know? like, enough of this. And so they got out. And it is said that the haunting ceased after they moved from the Carolina Street home. Amons's family has 
not since had any demonic occurrences. Mm, so it makes it, it makes it seem like it is that property that's haunted, huh? Or mm-hmm. like that has like it's not attached to the family; it's attached to the property. The property. Yeah, because once they left, they said they were fine. I remember when they would stay at hotels occasionally? Things were fine. Okay. So they would yeah, go to so hotels. Yeah, so it's definitely that that, it's house. that property, right? So here's some skeptics. Clinical psychologist Stacy Wright noted in a report after evaluating the youngest son that this appears to be an unfortunate and sad case of a child who has been induced into a delusional system perpetuated by his mother and potentially reinforced. So what does that mean? Like they think that the mom was coercing them? It sounds like that's what this particular psychologist believed. But that's just one person's opinion. She's a professional, but again, just one opinion. But another opinion, this is according to skeptical investigator Joel Nickel, and he is the senior research fellow of the Committee for Skeptical Inquiry, CSI, and investigative files columnist for Skeptical Inquirer. So he said that police chief Charles Austin was an admitted believer in the supernatural, including ghosts. Nickel reported that the photo published by the Indianapolis Star and captioned photo by Hammond police was, according to the Hammond police chief, not an official photo and was not taken by Hammond police authorities. Nickel also interviewed a number of witnesses and concluded that there were a number of non-supernatural explanations for the claimed supernatural events. Okay, so they're trying to say, like, there were logical reasons that these weird things were happening. Right. He's a skeptical investigator and he is saying that he thinks that it can all be explained. Okay. He does a whole report on this. We can post a link to it so everyone can read about everything he goes through. So he's debunking this whole thing. He is. He's like, I am not a believer. That was not a man. That was just a mannequin in the window. That was an old Navy mannequin in that window. There was no demons. Okay. Okay, so Charles Reed, the landlord, stated that he had never experienced any supernatural events at the house. His prior tenants also claimed to have never had such experiences. And tenants afterwards also said they had never experienced anything. At that time, LaToya was said to be behind on the lease and used the claimed paranormal activities to avoid payments. The tenant who moved in after Amons also had not noticed any paranormal events. So Reed believed the events were a hoax. So this is the landlord saying he thinks it was just a hoax. So he thinks that she just was behind on rent and maybe that was like the reason. Yeah, but that seems like a really like elaborate thing to make up. I agree. Yeah, that's a lot of work to put forth, you know, to just not pay rent. Yeah, you're having exorcisms done and kids are going to the doctor and staying in hotels. That seems like a lot just because you're behind on the lease. Yeah, I think it's a stretch. But I mean, you would also think that if this is true, other people who live there would have the same experiences, right? Maybe they like you said, they were maybe they were just susceptible to this kind of stuff. It could be. Yeah. So maybe that could explain it. Well, there's another theory. Due to the age of the home, mold could have been a factor. Also, carbon monoxide. According to the Center for Disease Control, some people are sensitive to mold. Those with allergies to mold or with asthma may have more intense reactions. Severe reactions may occur among workers exposed to large amounts of mold in occupational settings, but also people think about it living in a home with some black mold, right? Yeah, like inhaling all of that every day. Yes. And then severe reactions may include fever, shortness of breath. And then according to the Mayo Clinic, the symptoms of carbon monoxide poisoning include dull headaches, weakness, dizziness, nausea or vomiting, shortness of breath, confusion, blurred vision, and loss of consciousness. 
all of that maybe could cause maybe what hallucinations or. And so if they were experiencing black mold as well as carbon monoxide poisoning, these poor kids were breathing in just toxic air. And so the mom was too and the grandmother. Yeah. And that could explain why all of these weird things are coming from this family. Like it's not just one person in the family. It's the whole family. Right. The whole family's experiencing it because the whole house was filled with this toxic air. I mean, I can see how that could mess with your brain and mm -hmm. your body. And... and remember, they moved in in the wintertime. Windows would be closed up. And so there's no chance for the air to circulate. That's true. What about those bugs, though? That can't be explained. <laughs> <laughs> That's strange. Um, I don't know about that one. Maybe like mildew or... Maybe know. they were attracted to the mold. I don't know. Maybe they were hiding up in the attic and then the family moved in and so there's movement and so they just decided to, to get out. Yeah, there's just so many weird things. So what are the theories here? It's basically three theories. Do you think it was a true haunting or demonic portal in this home? Now explain this demonic portal here. So demonic portal is when there are five or more demons. No, I don't know what a demonic <laughs> portal is. <laughs> I, was, I was ready. I was like, oh, she knows. <laughs> okay. With two 200 alleged demons living in one little tiny home in Gary, Indiana. It had to have been a portal. That's true. That's true. I mean, where are these portals and why do they, I mean... I'm just very like... They're in the basement. They're always they're in the always basement. In the, yes, mm -hmm. you're right. So do we believe it's a true haunting? I'm a believer. So I would like to know. I mean, this is an old house. Even before that house was built, I would like to know if there was some kind of crime or some kind of like killing or murder. And it was Gary, Indiana that was known for quite a long time as being the murder capital. That's true. There Bad energy there. Right. There could have been... We don't know what happened at the property, but in previous years... I mean, maybe there was a murder. Yeah, I am a believer in this stuff. So I do think that it's credible. So um, you think they were haunted? Yes. What about demonic portal? I need stats. I gave you some stats. <laughs> more than five. five. <laughs> Demons present. It's a demonic portal. Well, there was. Yes, there were way more than five. <laughs> We are thinking it's possible that it was a true haunting. I think so. What do you think? I mean, I think there could be something to the haunting. I do believe certain places have an energy about them. I don't think we can count out what they experienced. Um, if you haven't seen what they've seen and gone through what they've gone through, you can't say like, oh, it wasn't real. It's possible that it was a true haunting. I think we agree. The second theory is chemical poisoning from the dwelling causing hallucinations. I do think there's a mixture of that too. I do too. Black mold yes. is going to cause toxic air. And then you add into that carbon monoxide poisoning. Sounds like a recipe for a demonic portal to me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's <laughs> going to cause a lot of like health issues, um, a lot of abnormal things going on with your brain. Possible hallucinations. Yes. That mixed with the bad energy there. I totally can see some bad things happening and I'm glad they moved from that property because for their health alone absolutely oh yeah their health and their sanity I definitely think there was some chemical poisoning involved and some people can be more susceptible to that kind of thing so maybe the previous tenants didn't experience it or maybe it was a super rainy winter before they moved in and then the mold got really bad from leaks in the roof because there was that leaking around the window and maybe it got fixed. Maybe it got fixed in that After time. they moved out, right. Well, you know, with the landlord-tenant laws, maybe at that point, sometime after they moved out, maybe that was fixed. That could be. Okay, so the third theory is a hoax put on by the family. You know, there are people out there who will lie about this stuff. I don't know. I don't think 
I don't see that. Not in this story. And why would they go to the doctor too, knowing that that could trigger some type of investigation? If they were truly looking to play this hoax, I mean, who were they playing it on? The landlord to get out of rent? I just find that hard to believe. Yeah. And then there were other people involved who also saw like this abnormal behavior. So Mm -hmm. I think that adds credibility to their story. So we don't believe it was a hoax. I don't think so. Okay. But then true haunting, quite possibly. Also chemical poisoning, probably most definitely. Yes. Yes. Yes to both of those. Okay. Well, there is a documentary called Demon House that Jennifer and I just watched. (laughs) Oh, yes. It's quite the documentary produced by Zach Bagans, who, is it my saying his name right? Yes, Zach Bagans. Okay. So he purchased the home in 2014 for $35,000 and then filmed his documentary. First of all, (laughs) Zach and his sunglasses. Yes. For those of you who don't know, Zach Bagans, um, he has a show called Ghost Adventures on the Travel Channel. My sister and I watched this show religiously um, when we were teenagers. We believed it. We were like, oh, yes. All the ghosts, (laughs) you know, all the haunted spots. It, It creeped us out. We loved it. But seeing him now, so you know, when you as an adult, <laughs> when you grow older, <laughs> life experience kicks in, yes. And so, we're like, is things this... that make you go, hmm, yes, is, is this real? Is he putting on a show? Um, he's definitely an entertainer, yes. When we were watching this documentary, the only thing I kept thinking, well, in the first half of the movie, <laughs> was. This guy can never take his sunglasses off. This guy was in a basement, a dark basement with sunglasses on. Yeah, he's talking to the police officer. He's got his sunglasses on. I'm like, how do you, how can you see what's happening? It it protects him from the ghosts, maybe. He definitely has like a brooding kind of demeanor. He's got this monotone voice, you know, when he's narrating everything. And it's like a voiceover. So it's him talking yeah. while he's moving around, <laughs> interviewing. It's, it's super entertaining. If you watch it, be aware. There's warnings in the beginning. So it did freak me out. I was watching it by myself at first. And then... Because I didn't watch the beginning because I don't want to be warned. <laughs> right? So it said, if you watch this, just know demons can come through you through electronic devices. And I was like, this is a television. (laughs) Am I about to get haunted? (laughs) I've already been haunted. (laughs) Jennifer's just inviting all kinds of crap in her house. (laughs) So, yeah, I was a little apprehensive, but I was like, screw it. I don't care. (laughs) The first half of the documentary, you're kind of like, all right, this is a little cheesy. This is a little. A little? A little, you there know. was cheese dripping from her television. I think just, it was on the blind. Just like the yeah, just like the oil on the blinds. <laughs> now, when you get to the second half, you know some more stuff happens, and because yeah, he talks about the skeptics and brings in some actual information, and seems like he's actually doing investigative work. Yes, there are times when he likes to lunge at people, though. So <laughs> and. And he growls and barks. <laughs> that was awesome. Just like, what, <laughs> I was like, was that a dog? <laughs> I swear I heard a dog. No, that was just Zach. He gets aggressive. And so I think that's his play on like maybe the demons. Possessing kind of, him? Yeah, possessing him. Some weird things do happen in the, the shadow. Docu- yes. Shadow. Oh, that one was freaky. There is a part where there's like a shadow figure um, and they think maybe it possessed one of the cameramen. But the cameraman also seems like he might 
like to invite that kind of presence in his life. That's true. That's true. So, you know, go into it skeptical. (laughs) And you will end it skeptical. Yes, yes. But you will be entertained. (laughs) Oh, we were so entertained. It was great. Yeah. So he did buy the property. The movie does start out with him saying that he had a dream about this goat man. He's in his dream breathing black smoke into him. That's black mold. That could be a premonition. Mm -hmm. Now... The cameraman has this vision and says that he's after you, Zach. And so Zach then... He's going to sacrifice himself. He's like, you know what? Take my sunglasses. I am going to lock (laughs) and board myself in this house by myself. In this mold-filled, carbon monoxide house, he boards up all the windows. Yes. And what, spends the weekend there, the night there? I think he just spends one night there. Okay. Yeah. So they're recording him. He, you know, he turns out the lights. Because, of course, in a, in a demonic house, you're going to turn off the lights when the demon wants you. You know, it's a one-on-one fight. Yeah. He was going to come out the winner. <laughs> so he's got his camera. And there's some night vision cameras as well. Mm-hmm. He's got his night vision camera. And then he hears a growl. I don't know if it's him it growling. It could be him growling. We don't know. We don't know. He did a lot of growling. He did. <laughs> um. But then we see, you know, the camera gets out of focus. You see this black figure and then it pans back to Zach. He's not in the bed anymore. And then he's in the kitchen. Right, right. So the camera's on him the entire time. And then all of a sudden he's like, stay back, stay back. And he's throwing things in the hallway at this invisible (laughs) figure. They pan back to him that he's in the kitchen. So he's in the kitchen. He's like, I got this horrible migraine he said he feels some pain in the back of his eyes you know after that you know i'm thinking the goat take man... off your sunglasses <laughs> you can see. <laughs> that's why he's got the headache that we figured it out mm-hmm. so after that it turns out you know he has this thing called diploma diplomia sounds... yes something like that I could be... It's it's basically saying, double vision. Yeah. So he has double vision. He has to go to multiple neurologists to figure out what's wrong. Um, none of the neurologists can figure out um, how he got that or what caused it. Now, again, he doesn't like show any medical records or anything like that. This is just him stating his experience. Yes. And he couldn't have any corrective surgeries because that could result in permanent blindness for him. So obviously is a traumatic thing um, to happen to come out of this in this one-on-one battle with the demons. Yes. So as much as we, you know, we obviously um, are not happy that happened to him, but you should not board yourself and board yourself up in a house with demons, carbon monoxide and black mold. Yes. All of those factors will result in bad things, bad, bad things. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So, a lot of bad things happen. He decides to demolish that property, but... But, listen, <laughs> he's like this, he's like, I'm not going to let the demons hurt anyone else, and I'm going to destroy this property, and it's so dramatic. They're showing all these cranes crushing the property, and, you know, the goat man in the flashes in between the demolition. Yep. But then, Jennifer, what does he keep from the property? He has... Barrels of dirt from the property. So you're so scared about this property hurting people, but you keep the dirt and you keep shrines from the property. Oh, yeah. He like rubs his hands all up in it, too. He while he's feeling says, that soil. Oh, yeah. And while he's like, 
oh, people are performing satanic rituals on there still, to, you know, <laughs> because that's what you do, obviously. Yes, obviously. So thanks for saving people from it, but I'm going to keep that soil in those shrines. That's like some bad karma. Why uh, would you yeah. do that? I don't know. He's Come well. on, Zach, you almost were blinded. Yes. And you want to keep this constant reminder. He's an entertainer, though. He is. Um, and I know many people in the true crime world know of Zach Bagans. And I just, I feel like if he did not head this documentary, it would probably be more credible. The way he approaches this documentary, it's it's very dramatic, very theatrical. I couldn't get past the reenactments. No, I couldn't even watch them. <laughs> no, they were awful. Yeah, if he had done it more as an investigative documentary, I think it could be taken seriously. Oh, yeah. Look, I was Crap. looking up so many reviews and they're like, this is stupid. <laughs> like, just, I do think the people in this documentary are credible. It's just overshadowed by this sense of like dramatics and theatrics. And it's unfortunate that it couldn't be told in a more investigative manner. I just, yeah. <laughs> and he tried to actually bring uh, LaToya and her family in on the documentary to be part of it, but they declined. Apparently, they do have a movie deal in the works with a director, and the priest does as well, the one who performed the exorcism. Which is strange, right? The, as far as the priest goes... Like, I, how does the Catholic Church feel about that? I, I am very skeptical about that, but yeah. I... But I get why the Ammons family wants to kind of just sign those rights away because they're not actually involved in the movie, right? They're just giving the rights to someone to create. Right. Yeah. Which if they have a, a crazy story to tell, so why not tell it? I kind of get why they don't want to be involved with that documentary. Going to the house and yeah, I mean, they left the house for a reason. Yes. And they did feel like if they interacted with someone who was in the house, that could result in like that demon following them again right attaching to them mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there were many interesting things to look at in this uh in this episode yeah i enjoyed this one so this was our first haunting episode it was fun i definitely think we need to do more of these yeah well i have two more in the works i will get working on those and maybe we can do one of them, not the next episode, because the next episode's yours. So what, do you have any idea of what you're going to do? It's a mixture. I, I can't Are decide. we doing aliens yet? I, I want to do Skinwalker Ranch. Ooh. Will that yeah. be a two-parter? Oh. We'll <laughs> see. We'll see how deep I go, okay? <laughs> do a deep dive. We'll see. Well, only if you want. I mean, it's the summertime. You can do it. You can just tread water. I've been watching the uh, the docu series on Hulu. If you guys are interested, check it out. I think it's pretty interesting. Okay. All right. Well, I hope you do Skinwalker Ranch next. I hope that's episode five. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. It'll be a surprise. So let us know what you think. Let us know your theories about the Amon's haunting. And you can send us an email at freshlybrewednoir at gmail.com. Yep. Or you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Freshly Brewed Noir. Give us five stars on iTunes Always. also. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so this is Summer. And Jennifer. Signing off from this half-calf episode. Yes. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope it gave you the light creeps. Yes. Half creeps. Half creeps. <laughs> no, we don't want to spook you out too too bad just yet. Right. But uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.